Hello, Internet World. Thank you for tuning in to On the Shelf, a podcast by Raleigh, North Carolina's Quail Ridge Books Teen Advisory Board. Alrighty. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> um, we're back. We're back at it again. <laughs> uh, as I think we said last week, it was Taylor's final episode, at least hosting, because she is very busy, and I completely understand that. Um, so, but, you know, we're still doing it, but now um, we're all stuck with me as the primary host for the time being. Um, but yeah, um, so this week we are going to talk about Daisy Jones and Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, because we talked about Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo a while ago, several months ago, I think by this point, but um, we all had a lot of fun. And also, who doesn't love a good t- Taylor Jenkins read book at this point in time? Um, you know, book talk famous for a reason. Um, but yeah, so we decided to have a, con- um, a fun conversation about it, I guess. Um, but yeah, so we have lots of stuff to talk about, but as always, we're gonna, you know, introduce ourselves, what we're reading, and then get into the questions. And even though there's only three of us, we're gonna have a fun time because why wouldn't we? Um, but yeah, I will open the floor. Hi, it's Caroline. Um, I finished Gala this week. I don't know if I talked about it last week. I don't know if I was reading it last week. Um, really liked it. 10 out of 10. Um, and then I decided to pick up The Wise Man's Fear, which is the second book in the King Killers trilogy, um, which is the second book to The Name of the Wind. And it's like a thousand odd pages. So fun stuff. Whoa, that's so cool. I haven't read anything that long in so long, and it's sad. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> um, hi, guys. I'm Caitlin. Um, I have been reading. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six in preparation for today, um, which has been super exciting. It's super interesting. Um, and then after today, I need to be reading The Telegraph Club um, for June Book Club um, because I've started it and I have some progress that I need to get to. So I'm excited to um, finish that book. I can't wait. Alrighty, and I am Honora, as I said already, um, the host for today's episode. Um, but yeah, I like this episode and Emily and Hugo are like the only two I've really ever planned for. So I really just said questions and make it everyone's problem that we're gonna <laughs> do a lot of talking. Um, but yeah, so I'm reading a lot because of book clubs and also author interviews that are coming up which are going to be fun and I will at least be there and having <laughs> so um reading a lot but the main thing I'm reading right now which I'm actually I think I'm going to finish this week is Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel and this one got recommended to me by um a woman working at Quill Ridge one of our favorite independent bookstores um but yeah and you know she said I she said she thought I would enjoy it and I actually am But at the same time, so it's from 2015, but it's basically like, what if a plague happened in the 21st century and 99% of the population died? So reading it like in a COVID, in like the COVID world, it's kind of like very (laughs) stressful to read because it's like, what if this is like 
gonna end up happening so it's just like interesting it was ahead of its time in for 2015 um but yeah and they made like uh, like during the pandemic they made um an hbo adaptation which people have said they've really liked so i might end up checking that out um it's really good yeah i'm also reading last night the telegraph club which i'm really enjoying um but yeah hold on look yeah i'm reading lots of things <laughs> just trying to look at my like pile of books um but yeah enough about me on to the book so our first question is just the very basic like just like um did you enjoy it did you not enjoy it or did you think this was a good book to choose for one of these types of conversations you know just a little bit and then we'll get into the like the actual details and stuff later on but yeah um I really liked it I like I think that it's really good for something like this because of the different approach that Taylor Jenkins Reid took with like telling the story so you can have a lot of opinions on like did you like that it was interview format? Did you like how it was um, like the story of multiple characters and then bringing them together in the middle? And like, um, you can have like lots of different opinions from people about how she decided to set the story up, um, which I thought was very cool. Um, and I didn't even know if I was gonna like the interview type format of it. I thought maybe I'd be like, no, I need like information, like a moment where it's like not just speaking with the characters, but I actually really appreciated how it was told more from them. Like, like you got more information that way, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really cool thing for something like this. Um, so like the Evelyn Hugo episode, I have not read this book for a while. I read it last summer. So I remember things about it, but once again, my memory is not perfect about everything that happened, but I do remember enjoying it because um, I read this one before Evelyn Hugo, and we all know my complete adoration for that book. <laughs> and so this one like made me really want to keep on reading Taylor Jenkins read, but I definitely enjoyed it. Like it, it's a fast read while also being like very interesting and very like critical of characters and whatever, which I think makes it good for this type of conversation because the characters are very three-dimensional and have lots and lots of flaws yeah I did so I um when we did the Evelyn Hugo episode I was trying to read all of the ones in like the shared universe as I could and I ended up finishing Evelyn Hugo and Malibu Rising which I absolutely love um but yeah and I had Daisy Jones but when I initially read this like I could not get into it it was like kind of um and it was for a really long time like my least favorite by a really big like gap but when I was reading it for this I don't know why but I just like I just got sucked into it and I really enjoyed it um but yeah I just could not get into it the initial time but like going back to it I ended up really really liking it um and I'm glad it like gave me an excuse to go back to it and read it and like actually enjoy it um but yeah, like, I'm glad. I'm glad I had an excuse to. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of the interview format, um, did you like, do you like that? Or did you, do you prefer kind of how with Evelyn Hugo, how it was an interview, but it was much more of like the standard novel? 
in this interview or did you I don't know I thought it was cool with kind of the oral history type thing um but yeah let you guys put in your two cents about it yeah like um I yeah like um yeah I probably jumped the gun a little bit kind of how I said before like I thought maybe it would like get on my nerves at some point that I'd be like oh it's just like the whole thing is just everyone just like talking in interview format and um it actually made it like really enjoyable like I've never read a book quite like this where the entire story was like that and um kind of like how Caroline was saying it did kind of make it more of like a um like a quicker interesting read because you got very you got to know every character very well based on all the testimonials from all these different people in their lives um so I thought that that was very cool um I I kind of liked it that way like uh I thought I would prefer to have more novel mixed in but it was kind of cool just to read something fully in interview it didn't really feel like different enough to like um like it didn't feel super different or like weird to read um it was easier to adjust to than I thought it would be yeah I totally agree I mean I think I prefer the more like novel um format but I think Taylor Jenkins Reid does like a really good job of making like the oral history and the characters like talking about everything um make it make sense for the story and really paint the picture and it's so fast-paced I think I read this in like two sittings or something like I flew through this book um and I think most of it is because of the format and like how easy it is to just get like sucked in but also to understand everything even though it's not traditional yeah I don't know I thought it was really cool um and especially yeah I don't know I did like it but I I know um Initially, when I was reading it, I was like, uh, I don't know how I can really get into this. Just like, ah, but, um, I did, I did end up like enjoying it. I do think I prefer like the traditional novel part, like a bit more, but the interview format worked so well for this book. Like it was the perfect format for this. And if it was in a novel format, I don't think it would have been as successful in what it was doing. Um, but I really, I don't know, I really liked this. And um, this is related, because this is related to Daisy Jones and the Six, but I was reading um, a review for, like someone got an arc of Carrie Soto is back and they were talking about it and how it ties in. And apparently throughout the course of like, of that book, Carrie Soto is reading like an unofficial biography of Daisy Jones and the Six which I thought that was pretty interesting. And I was like, oh, okay. And cause she was talking about like how they all tie into each other. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah. And yeah, that reminds me. Cause I, okay. I don't have my copy cause Caitlin has my copy, but at the very beginning, there was like the interview with like the woman who like wrote a biography or something Caitlin you have a cop well Taylor has a copy too like of who and then she like came up at the end once it was like a biography of Daisy Jones like at the very very beginning um Elaine Chang 
Yeah, I don't know. I might, I might be that. I have no idea. I'm just thinking of like how it all fits in together. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. How it's like, yes, Carrie Soto's just reading an unofficial <laughs> Daisy Jones of the Six biography um, throughout all the tennis stuff. But you know, they all tie in together. Um, but yeah, that was unrelated. But I just, I that was like the first review or anything I've seen talking about Carrie Soto, and I was like. Daisy Jones, how fun. Um, but yeah, okay, back to the questions. <laughs> um, so who is your favorite character? And even like, even going back to the point you guys were making of like, you get to kind of know all the characters better. I brought that up of like, who's your favorite character? Cause you actually, for the most part, you get to see everyone pretty equally in the band. Cause you get, you know, kind of inside all of their minds. I would say either Karen, who is the piano player, or Billy, because it's very easy to root for him. Like, he is, <laughs> he's not a great person. He has many flaws. But it's the way that Taylor Jenkins rewrites him, like, it's so easy to want him to succeed and to want him to, like, be better and then just Karen's like she's so cool <laughs> like I want to be her <laughs> yeah literally like um like the in the part I don't even remember where exactly but when she was like yeah I have a last name but they all just call me Karen Karen now because of this one mistake I made I was like yes <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> um but she just seems like super cool um so I'd probably also say Karen um, I kind of like, I don't know, I like how a bunch of them, it was hard to pick like, um, a couple good favorites, because I really liked how a lot of them, um, yeah, like Caroline said, like, you want them to find success, because they, you see like all of the tough things that they go through, and they're definitely not perfect, but they're trying, so it's like, oh, I want them to like, actually get what they're looking for, and, um, be able to figure it all out in the end, um, so yeah, I don't know. I kind of want them all. I wanted them all to make it the whole time, which was cool. I was like, none of them were really like, oh yeah, like I really don't like you. They were all just kind of like, I want them to find what they're looking for at the end of it. Um, but I'll probably also say Karen, rock star. Oh, I, yeah. I also really liked Karen because she was like, I don't know, just because she was actually in the band and she had been really there. Um, since like the six formed and she was she was just kind of like she was much more grounded than Daisy but she was still a part of everything that was going on um and I don't know I I really liked her and not part of the band I I also liked Simone I thought she was cool even though she was like obviously much more of a side character but I thought um she was just like a very good character especially someone who like knew Daisy before and um I don't know I thought she was cool and just she had all of her own stuff going on in the music world and she was just like in New York trying to call Daisy all the time which is just like what's going on where she's just like trying to deal with her own life and I thought she was really interesting um and I would love to you know hear more about her in something just because of like all of her like disco adventures <laughs> um well yeah and you know and Karen is Karen you know um a non-Karen Karen, I would think. Um, 
but but yeah um so moving on to the next question we're going through these much quicker because there's only three of us so that makes me um i'm happier i'm happy about that um da, 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 da. um oh well so the thing i kind of thought about since it was in um you know the um the interview format and really looking back to an extent we didn't get as much depth in the characters as we possibly could have if it was in a format similar to Evelyn Hugo um so who kind of like who do you think you would have liked if it was in a traditional form format who do you think you would have liked to learn about the most or follow most if it was like that I'm maybe biased as a bass player as a bass player I think if I remember correctly because I was just like skimming through my book to see if I'm like correct in this I don't think he talked or much I think he might have had like one line which oh, could be wrong yeah. I could be wrong but I just I don't know like I feel like he was the only one and I think his name is Pete who yeah really just I, think, I think it said it at the end when they were doing the like looking back thing where he was just kind of like it, it's all in the past I don't really want to yeah. talk about it yeah and I didn't even like really notice until that came up and I was like oh oh wait <laughs> Yeah, like he just never talks. And I just, I don't know, his players are kind of cool. <laughs> Not to be biased or anything, but I just want to learn more about him. Yeah, and he just had like all of his own stuff going on that I think that would have been really interesting because he was in a similar type of um, boat to Billy of like having having like a girlfriend back home and like all of that stuff. And I think that would have been really interesting to see like, how he was balancing it all and also being like a part of that group because it was he was also like Eddie's brother I think yeah Caitlin's nodding I think so yeah and I think that would have been interesting too of like how because lots of family dynamics also played into the band so I think that would have been interesting too to just see of like mm, well they're mad at each other all the time but Pete was just kind of like chill <laughs> he's just like you have your problems I don't really have an issue with them but I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that would have been really interesting. I didn't even think about that. That's right. He doesn't show up that much, does he? Wow. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's kind of a mysterious character then. That would be kind of cool to know more about, like, what happened to him during, like, all of this, like, how he was approaching all that. Um, but, yeah, I get, thinking about that, I would either say him or um, uh, Simone, I would love to know more about um, uh, just like about her, I guess, because she was cool too. Like, uh, I liked how she was the first, like, or one of the first people to give like testimonial on Daisy and was kind of the, one of the first people that made me feel for her. Like, oh yeah, like, um, like all of this when she was so young, like I was trying to look out for her and it was just a very different situation for her. Um, but yeah, I would kind of like to know more about Simone if I could. Yeah, again, I really like Simone. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, oh, okay. So this question, when I when I wrote it, I did I did assume Taylor would be here with us because she has talked about this a lot. Um, but do you think that this book ended up finding a good? balance between not like idolizing this area this era 
um, like some books and movies do, which we have talked about, um, and being able to craft a good story. Yes, 100%, yes. I think, like, I, I think Taylor Jenkins read one of, like, I've probably said this before, but I think one of the things that she does the best is show flaws. Like, all of her characters are flawed, but it doesn't make them, like, worse characters. It doesn't make you not want to root for them. Um, and I think she does a really good job in this book because, like, none of the characters are perfect. And, like, some of them do really not great stuff, to put it nicely. Um, and it, like, really shows that this era, like, although great music came out of it and, like, you know, people like to be like, oh, my gosh, the 70s, rock and roll. Um, it doesn't, like, it, <laughs> there's still lots of issues in, like, the era and there are a lot of, like, this book. Is very heavy on like a lot of the characters do drugs a lot but she doesn't glamorize it like she shows the brutal realities of it and I think she does a really good job with it and it's still like a really good story to get invested in and to learn about and just I don't know Taylor Jenkins is a genius and I bow down yeah I think um oh hold on <laughs> Caitlin, you can go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would I would totally agree. I think like um, uh, I like to like right off the bat when you start it jump straight into like you know what the time period is because um, it tells you like the years in between and whatnot. But like it goes straight into like um, like oh yeah when Daisy was growing up. Um, things were like this like if you were out by yourself at night like sometimes this this and this would happen regularly like it didn't like um like skip past any of the more uncomfortable realities of that time period it was very honest about like oh yeah like um people were taking drugs like diet pills like there were these things happening um and I really appreciate that um Taylor Jenkins Reid like um made that a part of her story and a part of the characters was very honest about like the time period they were growing up in and like the like pressures the selective pressures on them but it was also super compelling it was like very interesting to read about uh like how the band was getting together where they were going like um showing like the struggles they were going through with sobriety and relationships and stuff like that um so yeah I would agree it was it it did a great job of balancing like being very honest about what was going on in that time while still giving the characters like um, their time and showing their story in a good light. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason it is so compelling because she did not um, glamorize the era at all and like let you kind of um, get a better idea of what was going on and kind of um, the darker things underneath and that was what made it compelling because it helped make the characters seem real instead of just being like yeah we're rock stars and everything's great all the time yay like she let you kind of like feel for them and you know they would do things that you're like no do not do that for the love of god but then they would do it and you're just like because they were like written like actual people um but yeah 
So going back to Evelyn Hugo, well, I don't know. Caitlin, did you read Evelyn Hugo at all? I feel like you were there. Okay, never mind. So this question is <laughs> directed at Caroline because there'll be a question that'll be directed at Caitlin um, more so later on. So how would you kind of compare Daisy and Evelyn as kind of the, um, you know, as quote, as like the protagonist pretty much? How would you, how would you compare them? Because not exactly hero, <laughs> but just kind of the lead. Um, I've not been shy about this either. Evelyn Hugo is one of my favorite literary characters, point blank period. Like, <laughs> easy, easy one of my favorite characters. So I definitely like her more than Daisy, but I think they are similar in that, like, they're flawed and they rush into marriages and they rush into relationships and they, like, they're cunning I guess like they know how to climb up that social ladder like they know how to get what they want they know like how to do that um but I just I remember reading Evelyn Hugo and feeling so much more attached to her and her story than in Daisy Jones I was more invested in Billy's story like I wasn't as invested in Daisy's like character arc and her um, like character growth and how she redeems herself or whatever. I like, I don't know. I just, I prefer Evelyn Hugo, but that's just me. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, cause they have like, they do have a lot in common, but at the same time, um, I don't know. To an extent, like they both made decisions, but it was just something about Evelyn just made her a bit more of like not not compelling because they're both very compelling. But I guess I just I did like Evelyn Hugo more because <laughs> then it's just you know it's difficult to compare the two, but they're both they do have like a lot in common. Um, yes on to the next question uh, <laughs> um okay so this one's a very basic one but um if you've read any of like her other books especially the ones in this shared universe how would you personally rank them so again directed at caroline <laughs> I know I'm like I looked at the next two and I was like oh no I'm so sorry I can't answer them sorry guys you're fine uh I once again as we all know I think I I mean I think I love Evelyn Hugo that is like number one it's like my favorite book ever um it's not even a contest Evelyn Hugo is just like top. It is ugh. Um, and then like Daisy Jones and the Six is under that. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Sorry, I was chewing. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I absolutely adored Evelyn Hugo, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I really, really liked Malibu Rising. Um, like I was just reading it kind of for fun at that point to just have like some wider knowledge. Um, 
of just the universe and it was and that one I just like absolutely sped through and I absolutely loved it um and like the conversation like I'm planning on having a conversation about it in August because why not because end of the summer um and I'm really looking forward to that so I think that one would be my favorite and I think Evelyn Hugo is like a very 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 close second because they're just like they're not they're not super super comparable just because of like the things that happen but they're both like Taylor Jenkins Reid and they're both great and I think Daisy Jones would be third but it's a much closer third than it originally was because when I originally read it I just could not get into it but this time I did and I um I have a newfound appreciation so it's a much much closer um third than it used to be um but yeah and who knows where Carrie Soto will rank um I don't know uh, who knows maybe that'll change Caroline's whole perception of Taylor Jenkins read literature maybe not but maybe <laughs> um okay so did either of you guys have any hunches about who the interviewers were the entire time nope <laughs> nope I like I was so shocked at the end like I don't know this might be kind of bad I like I was reading and I kind of just forgot that there was like another person on the other side of like an interviewer on the other side of it. Um, I thought maybe it would just be like some, like just some person and um, they were just like random so that the interview could happen and we could get to hear from all the characters. And then at the end, it was casually like the author speaking now. I'm like, oh, oh, this is like a connection. This is the thing. And it was super cool that they like, um revealed it almost like in an anticlimactic way but in a really cool like holy cow like all of a sudden hey this is who you were talking to the entire time yeah to an extent I kind of thought it might end up being like the woman who was being interviewed at the beginning or that she would be like one of the people helping with the research just because like the way she showed up to just talk about kind of like Daisy and then kind of just like dipped out for the rest of the book so I thought it would be like a third party I mean obviously it was but I thought it would be like a much more disconnected third party um but yeah I don't know I thought it was really interesting I think it clicked maybe like two pages before it was revealed <laughs> I am not when I read books it's like maybe you don't even have a mystery involved. So like mystery books. I've mentioned this before to some people, but I'm not like a especially with like Daisy Jones and the Six, where it wasn't even like meant to be a mystery. I wasn't thinking at all about it. I was just like going along, having fun with the story, and then they revealed it and I was like, whoa okay cool um but yeah it was like it was a they did a really good job of review and it was like a really good reveal like <laughs> all right and we will be right back after some technical things but yes and we are back from the technical thing that happened i needed to reload zoom <laughs> um but yeah, okay, so we are going to continue with our questions. Um, so this one I think is more directed at 
Caitlin, but Carolyn can still, you can still respond. I'm not going to tell you not to, um, but yeah, it's just, do you plan on reading Malibu Rising if you haven't already? Um, and yeah, and do you plan on reading Carrie Soto when that comes out later this year? Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, I like, I would really like to read Malibu Rising. I know we might do some stuff with that. Um, and it's been on my radar for a while because I've heard really, really good things about it. So I would really like to read it. Uh, I haven't heard as much about Carrie Soto, but that sounds cool too. I don't know as much about it, but I would also be interested in reading it. Yeah. Um, I mean, learning it's more. not out yet. So that's probably why you haven't heard as much. Well, probably is. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, you know, I've never heard of it yet. That's why. Okay, and, cool. I yeah. feel less out of the loop. Yeah, because the character Carrie Soto first shows up in Malibu Rising. Okay, cool. But yeah, Caroline. Yeah, I would be interested in that though. Yeah. So I've actually started Malibu Rising. Uh, I went on a day trip to visit a college, and me and my mom listened to an audiobook, but I haven't finished it because. We haven't had a chance to like listen to it again, but I'm about like maybe halfway through, a little less than halfway through and really enjoying it. Like it's really good. Um, I just need to either order it um, or just continue the audiobook. And then I am very excited for Carrie Soto's back. I'm just, I love Taylor Jenkins Reid and her like historical famous people like set of books that she's doing so very excited i'm yeah i'm really excited for carrie soto i have pre-ordered um and again based off of that review i um i read it seems to be a tiny bit more in the um lane of evelyn hugo where there are like news clippings and like radio interviews and stuff read but i used but i think it might be more of like traditional novel but again I'm not 100% sure because it's not out yet and <laughs> I haven't read it but um I'm really excited I thought she was a really really interesting character um and especially of like her being more of like an antagonist to her being like the new protagonist of um this new book and yeah and tennis I don't know a ton about tennis I used to play it I was not good but you know I think it'll be <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. And also it's like in the nineties and stuff. So I don't know, I'm excited for that one. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, I don't know. Is Was there any like specific music or bands or anything that when you were reading this, you kind of thought of or just kind of music from the era? I think the obvious one is Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely thought of Fleetwood Mac a lot during this. And then I think this is a different era, maybe, but the Ramones. Um, because fun fact, two of the Ramones players like hated each other. I'm pretty sure it was the Ramones. Um, like they didn't talk. So I don't know how much of the music like makes sense to this, but I think the like drama of the band kind of compares and then also ABBA the one like really just no correlation to the story but I don't know I think this book like ABBA just came to mind so yeah 
good music and like iconic 70s band ABBA <laughs> um but yeah I mean obviously Fleetwood Mac because she has said multiple times that it is like loosely based on that because she said like her husband was really into oral histories and she like really liked Fleetwood Mac already and she was like I'm gonna make a fake Fleetwood Mac (laughs) or whatever but yeah I mean obviously that but um I don't know just kind of the overall era because the 70s had a really had so much really good music lots of bad things happened but it had good music (laughs) so yeah there's a lot and also oh okay Uh, (laughs) of course Taylor messages now okay um Anyways, um, I lost my train of thought. Taylor's message just completely like knocked me over of like distraction. But um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, remember what I was gonna say? Kind of a shameless plug, but I made kind of a playlist of some of my favorite 70s music. There's a lot of Fleetwood Mac on there um, that just kind of reminded me of this while I was reading and some suggestions I've gotten from people who have also read this book. but yeah, it'll be linked in the show notes. If you like 70s music, it's there. Um, but yeah, so fun, fun. But anyways, um, Caitlin, you did not answer. I'm not going to go into the next question because you haven't said anything yet. <laughs> oh, um, this is kind of, I think they mentioned it a couple of times. Um, oh yeah, I think like um, in the beginning of the Billy and Graham stuff, they talked about their inspirations as they were growing up. But the Rolling Stones, I don't know. They just like kind of stayed in the back of my head. Like after they mentioned them, I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of band music and I kind of want to listen to more. But that was probably the one that I thought of most. And also um, ABBA is just <laughs> legendary. <laughs> All right. Well, since, you know, Taylor Jenkins Reid is very popular and people like making books into other things there's an amazon mini series being made of the show there's also a movie being made of of evelyn hugo and a hulu mini series being made of malibu rising so like good 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 time to be taylor jenkins reed am i right like dang um but yeah so there's an amazon mini series set to come out relatively soon i follow the instagram account and it seems like they're just, they're finishing wrapping. So I think it'll come out maybe this year, early next year. But anyways, are you planning on watching it is the first. This is a multi-part question, but yeah. Are you planning on watching it? Yeah, I'm so excited. I, the reason I'm so excited for it is because the music, like mm-hmm. tell me we're getting a soundtrack. Yes, Please. I mean. Like, I want to hear these. They have to like, make all the music for the albums and just have them like as their own albums like they they can do it and they should um yeah they want to make money that is how you make money is give us the full albums yes um and also finnick there that actor is playing billy so his like 24 um like fandom being in movies about books is continuing which is pretty cool 
but yes caitlin your thoughts um yes <laughs> your thoughts yes, yes. um <laughs> I would, I would, I would totally watch something like that. That's, that's true. Like if there, if there is no soundtrack, can we send them a sad letter and hope, please, we're begging you. We really want the music. You can't just drop the lyrics at the end of the book and not actually have, like, we want to know what it all sounds like. Yeah. And not just like, okay. Cause sometimes in movies and TV shows, especially ones about bands, they'll do like, part of the song like the part of the song that appeared in the movie if we don't get the full-length versions of all of these songs at least aurora i'm <laughs> sending amazon a letter that will do nothing but <laughs> soothe my ego because at least for aurora they kind of have to because they literally have all of the lyrics like it's literally all of the songs so like they don't have a reason not to but <laughs> I'm excited. Um, but yeah, so, okay. Next part of the question. Do you think uh, a book like this has a chance for like a really, really good adaptation considering like the unique writing format? Because it's pretty much already written in like a script format. So it seems like that would be very easy to just like put on the screen somewhere. Yeah, this was something that I was thinking a lot about. Like, I think that because they have the interview style tying into like what's actually happening it gives so much more info about both the characters and the events from like the character's perspective that they don't have to like assume as much like um like uh some movie adaptations have to there will be less or it can stay like more conformed to the actual novel um and kind of relate i think to the second part of the question but i think that would be cool like they can use the interview stuff to connect to what's actually happening and show both of those kind of intertwined. Um, but yeah, I think it would work pretty well. I think one of the benefits to it having like an interview format, it's kind of opposite to what Caitlin's saying, but kind of in the same vein um, of that, like with some books, like fantasy books or whatever that get adapted you want to see everything exactly how it's described but not necessarily having like all the landscape described everywhere that they're living described in like 100% detail I think will work really well for this book as an adaptation because like there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily like set in stone in the book that they need to get 100% off not off 100% right um just because it's not like there's some wiggle room that they have and then also they could do like the sitcom thing like they did in the eighth episode of WandaVision where it's like tv or, or not the tv in front of the camera talking or whatever which would be interesting yeah, and that kind of goes into the next question is, do you think they'll film it like more of a like mockumentary or do, do you think, um, oh, I'm lost or um, more of just like a standard TV or do you think they'll do a mix? Probably a mix, I would say. Like, yeah. 
I mean, just from like the few photos that I've seen, I think they're definitely doing like a lot of the story that's yeah. being told and not necessarily them just talking. Yeah. Um, but probably a mix. Yeah. Like a movie comparison I did to, um, I said kind of in the question was I, Tanya, which how kind of they did that where there was kind of the interview stuff, but then you were also like following the story as it went along, but every once in a while, someone would interject and be like, that's not how that happened, um, which I think that could really work. And also the characters in kind of like the, uh, during the story, sometimes they would break like the fourth wall and stuff. And that was like part of their interview, but it was them like back in the day or something, whatever. I don't know. Itania is a really good movie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to kind of be a mix. Um, but yeah, and it'll probably, you know, it can add as another really good rock mockumentary, Spinal Tap, another really good movie. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's going to be like a mix. I think that would be super interesting to get to like go into the actual events themselves and then be pulled back into the interview stuff. Um that stuff's very interesting i like that stuff um okay next question out of everyone in out of all of the characters in this book like the band and then you know all of the associated people who would you most like to see have an appearance in an upcoming or like future work of taylor jenkins reed i want to see camilla which I totally forgot to mention in like favorite characters. I know. I characters yeah. I want to learn more about is Camilla. Like, how did I forget about her? She's so great. Um, so probably her because I like I want to know more. I want like to see her again. I know. Like um, she had, she had like so many opportunities. Many the members she could have just yeah. Yeah, she had like she she had like so many opportunities where she could have just like left Billy, but she didn't because she was just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, any of yeah, Camilla was just like, you're gonna fix yourself for me. That's what's gonna happen. And I honestly, I really respected that because she was like, you're gonna be a good father. At end of story. Yeah, she was so dedicated. Like, yeah, I would love to see her again. Yeah. Again, I'm going to say I would love to see Simone again because of just all of her like adventures on the side because she still had like her own career and stuff. Um, and like, you know, she had her own hits and I think that would be cool even if it was just kind of like in a party scene where they're just like, oh, it's that singer. <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, but yeah, and just because like she was friends with Daisy before like she was Daisy Jones, like, which is just like, I don't know, just really cool um <clears throat> uh, okay so i'm kind of losing my voice which is bad because i have a choir concert in like two hours <laughs> we're good though um okay um i'm also eating right now so i think that's part of it but okay do you think that this book deserves as much hype as evelyn because pretty much since evelyn hugo got all of its attention it's created like an ongoing book talk like tornado effect thing where they're all just like yeah like book talk or just 
bookstagram or whatever like these well-known books automatically do you think it um deserves as much hype and it and if this book was the one that came out first like if um both of them still exist but daisy jones ended up being published first do you think um taylor jenkins reed would have as much acclaim as she does it's a thinker <laughs> yeah i like so i haven't read evelyn hugo sadly so i don't know entirely um like between the two like uh, i can't compare them as much but i do like to think that um taylor jenkins reed would get um a good amount of hype for just like having like writing a book like this and like evelyn hugo knowing what i know about it like with the um interview style stuff because i don't see that very much anymore um it's not something that i read a lot of or that i see a lot when i'm just like looking for a new book um so i do think it's very interesting i think like the the people and the world that like she's created in this kind of time period would catch people's interest um and hopefully would give her a lot of um attention regardless of which book came out first yeah i think she would probably still have the hype if daisy jones and the six came out first because i actually learned about daisy jones and the six before i learned about evelyn hugo um and i learned it through like a youtube video that i watched and i was like oh okay um no, it deserves is a weird word. It's like, is this book really? Because things like art, it's very hard to compare because people will relate to different books differently. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think Daisy Johnson the Six definitely deserves like hype. It definitely deserves like the acclaim and like the love that it gets but I'm biased because I just love Evelyn Hugo and want everyone to read it <laughs> that like maybe I would say Evelyn Hugo should be more but I do think Daisy Jones and the Six is really good and I think it does yeah I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's a weird question that I came up with and wrote down, but um, I just, I feel like they probably still would have gotten a claim, but Evelyn Hugo was just such like a momentous thing that if they had switched, like, I think Evelyn Hugo still would have gotten the acclaim regardless, but I think if Daisy Jones came out first, it wouldn't have gotten as much of the initial acclaim because it was really like Evelyn Hugo just was like groundbreaking and that has um, allowed the rest of like the books that have followed it to become really successful. So I think, but yeah, like, but if Evelyn Hugo came out second, I think it still would have gotten um, like the acclaim and then that would have made Daisy Jones like, back you know more popular and stuff um okay so um final thoughts time well yes final thoughts time but then there's still another question after this um 
would you ever read a book like this again in the oral history format? Um, another good one, well, at least one that I own, is the final revival of Opal Nev, which is also an oral history. It's done kind of differently, but it's still kind of the same type of thing. Um, and there's like a bunch of true crime ones that are written like this. Um, but yeah, do you think you'd ever read a book that's in this format? Or do you think you're gonna, you're planning on sticking more with traditional novels moving forward and just final thoughts and opinions? I think I would. I did not because that's been on my like sort of radar since it's come out um but I think I would I think I enjoyed it enough like the format that like if a book that I really wanted to read was written like this it wouldn't stop me but I'd probably stick more to like a regular format um final thoughts it's a good book that's it I hope they make an album at some point. Please and thank you, because I want to know what the music sounds like. Agreed. Please make an album. We're begging you. Please do it. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Um, I would read a book like this again. I think I just kind of generally read more traditional novels, because that's kind of what's, um, what's out there more and um, just kind of what I'm used to reading. But I would read something like this every once in a while, because it it is interesting and it made me think about the characters and everything in a different way, like hearing it straight from them, which I thought was very cool and a cool creative decision. Um, but I would, yeah. Um, thank you, Daisy Jones. It was very, very cool. Um, I don't know, it was kind of cool reading about a band too. Like, I don't know, I don't know why, like, I just don't. And it was kind of cool. I kind of liked it. Please make an album. <laughs> I second that. Yeah, I don't know. I had fun with it. I really, really liked it. The second go around, I'm glad I had like a reason to force myself to like actually read it more um, because something just clicked and I genuinely liked it. But the first time I read it, I was just kind of like, I gotta get through this, but then I didn't. But anyways, um, I did like it. It has grown on me significantly. Um, I hope we see some of these characters again in something at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I will read something like this. Like I'm planning on reading Final Revival of Opal Nev this year at some point. Um, and I'm very excited for it. Um, I don't know. Fictional bands are just very cool to me and bands in general, <laughs> I mean bands in general, but yeah, um, fictional bands. Um, but yeah, the final thing we're going to do is if you rate in stars or whatever your rating system is, I'm seeing this question from Caroline for her, like her book club question. If you rate in stars, what would you give this book and why, if you'd like to? I don't rate by stars. Yeah. I don't rate my books by stars. I'm so easy to please with books that it's like, I can't even. But I'm looking at my like, books that I read last year because I read it last year I would put it prop so I read 52 books last year I would put it probably in like my top 20 I would say I don't know where but somewhere in that is where I would put it all right um 
let's see i think i would give it like through i don't know because i'm like a very very gentle like star critter <laughs> um it's like was i entertained yes five stars i'm trying to be better at that so i would say probably like a solid four because i really i liked a lot about it but at the same time i still have like my initial reading kind of tarnished it for me, even though I did really enjoy it. Um, so I would say, I don't know, I would say like a solid four, but yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I'm very not good at star reading. So I'm like, check, perfect, five. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say like, probably like a four, maybe like a four point three. <laughs> it was very good though. I like. I I was definitely captivated by it and it was super interesting like the different approach that it took um, mm -hmm. and I want to know more about these people it made me want to read more Taylor Jenkins read for sure so I yes consider that a win definitely yeah and I think okay one an, an additional final thought is that to an extent I kind of think it's funny that the only main connection between um, Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones is that McReva is there. <laughs> That's like the only initial connection. And then <laughs> it's just like, yes, you know him with his children. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like that is so, I, I don't know. Daisy Jones says something about that. I was like, I don't know, he has some kids. Who knows anymore? But anyways, I just think that's funny that that was like, the... what? <laughs> He is the connector. He connects them all. He's the connector. And that is it. And that's so funny to me because he's like, he's McReva. But, his uh, ultimate role. Because yeah. in the next book is about his kids. <laughs> really? Yes. Malibu Rising is about McReva's children and all of their issues. Um, <laughs> plug. Um, but yeah. And yep. <laughs> I don't know but yeah um I just think that's interesting that that is like the connector and I remember when I found out okay I knew he was one of Evelyn's husbands and then I was looking at my rising and I was like oh my god they're connected and I was like wow I'm so smart it was like a mind blow moment because I was like wow but yeah so that is all I have for today um yeah so we're supposed to have an episode next week not 100% sure if that's going to happen because I need to plan it <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen. But um, regardless, we're going to have an author interview with Camille Aubrey uh, June June 12th. Um, and that'll be fun. And that'll probably be the only thing we do for June. So that's nice. Um, so we'll see you then, definitely. Maybe next week. Who knows? Depends. It's exam week, so it depends if I can write questions down. But um, but yeah, thank you for listening. We hope you have a great day. And yeah, we're going to talk more about Taylor Jenkins Reid, because why wouldn't we? <laughs> um, all right. Goodbye. <laughs>